the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Monday, everybody, December the 5th, and uh, although I did not get into the courtroom today, uh, my two partners, uh, retired judges John Leventhal and Barry Kamins did, uh, defending uh, former Mayor Rudolph Giuliani uh, regarding his law license, uh, basically, um, and this is all over YouTube, so it's not, uh, I'm not telling stories out of school, it was uh, shown live on YouTube today. Um, basically they're saying that statements that Mr. Giuliani made or Mayor Giuliani made uh, after the 2020 election uh, that he knew or should have known were false. And um, our contention is that these were statements that were made to him by reliable sources and he had every right to rely upon them when he made these statements about uh, improprieties with the 2020 presidential election. And therefore, uh, he should not be disciplined. Uh, you know, I am often put in a position where when somebody gets arrested, I go to court. They tell me their side of the story in the courtroom. They come off as being very credible and very believable. And then I stand out into the hallway and there's the media. And I repeat what that person has authorized me to say to the media. Uh, and again, as long as I find it credible, I find it believable. I have a good faith basis to believe whether what this person is telling me is the truth, that I am allowed to say that. There are times when that turns out, what I said turns out not to be accurate. Um, but that doesn't mean I should be disciplined for it. Um, a lawyer should be disciplined if he knowingly or she knowingly you know, just is just telling straight up lies. Uh, even if it's in their client's best interest, you're just not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to lie to the media, not allowed to lie in the court of law. So uh, it, it's been a, a hectic day. It's going to be a hectic week, actually, at the law firm. Uh, these these hearings are going to go on for a couple of days, and I am very proud of my uh, my two partners, Judges Leventhal and Kamins, and they were sweet enough to ask for a little bit of an early departure today so that they could come attend the Brooklyn Bar Association's annual dinner uh, at uh, El Carib in Brooklyn, New York, where, uh, according to our guest on Friday, Frank Sedio, there's going to be, I don't know, close to, if not exceeding 600 humans there. That's that's a lot of folks, and one of those guys who's going to be there sitting right across from me is that uh, Mr. Sambolino. How are you, sir? I will be joining, and thank you again for the invite, and I'm looking forward to this. It should be I, fun. Yeah, well, I will tell you this. I, I know you got a, you know, you, you have a decent appetite. Uh, you're going to eat well. <laughs> you're going to eat well. Carib knows how to throw out some food. You know, when I was going through the papers this morning, Matt, 
I guess right around 10, 11 o'clock this morning, the uh, the biggest news of the day was uh, about the Good Morning America moving around their anchors. You, tell me what's what, what what are the names again? Who cares? So well, hey, who cares? But it's like the lead story everywhere. Amy Roback and T.J. Holmes. And I again, I think this is just a knee-jerk reaction to them because their affair came out. It's out in the open now. <laughs> They have to respond. They got to reprimand well, they pulled them, them somehow. They, they, exactly. they, they pulled them. They said it doesn't look good for the brand and uh, of, of Good Morning America. I mean, look, let's take our heads out of the sand. And there are affairs going on at the workplace on a very regular basis. Um, it's very helpful when you work with your wife. It, uh, yeah, well, you would know a lot about as, that. As do I. Uh, and I, you know, I, I guess I'm a good uh, subject for that since I married one of my former interns. Ah, uh, so that's a good way not to be charged with sexual harassment. Well, exactly. you just marry them. I just marry All them, right. exactly. Well, I mean, I know it, it, when you don't hear the whole story in context, people get weird. But Marianne started off as my intern in 1999, and here we are. Oh, so this is a playbook we both follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there were there were two other stories in the news that, um, that I think are a, a little bigger than the Good Morning America. Um, the... Former lieutenant governor, remember him, Brian Benjamin? He was the yes. lieutenant governor for like 15 minutes. Uh, he was charged. He was indicted by the Southern District of New York. And I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Barry Burke, who's an outstanding attorney, who was retained by uh, lieutenant, former lieutenant governor Brian Benjamin to represent him on these charges. And guess what? Today, the most serious charges of bribery and wire fraud were dismissed by the judge. This is something just for folks to know. I know this judge. I, I actually he was involved with the Rudy Giuliani um, when they they executed a search warrant on his house, which that we've gotten a letter from the Southern District saying that investigation at this point is over, uh, without thank God any fi- charges being filed against Mayor Giuliani. But uh, Judge Paul Oatkin ruled that pro- prosecutors from the Southern District of New York failed to outline the explicit quid pro quo needed for bribery, honest services, wire fraud, and a related conspiracy charge brought brought in April in the federal indictment. And, uh, you know, look, as we were just talking about lawyers making statements, that's part of our job is to, as soon as someone gets arrested in a publicity case, to try to, you know, uh, steer the conversation in the light most favorable to your client. So in August, Barry Burke, the lawyer, for the lieutenant governor, said that the prosecutors uh, improperly charged his client, and he called it, quote, the most aggressive political corruption case ever made by the United States government. Simply, quote, simply asking for money before or after a benefit, that cannot be enough. Um, And the judge basically agreed with him. And I will just tell you, to give you guys a little behind the scenes in the courtroom, in the Southern District, in most federal courthouses, it's hard for the defense to get a win. You know, I don't even mean at the ultimate outset of, of the conclusion of the case. I mean, even during these pretrial um, conferences and hearings and rulings. But the the judge agreed with Barry Burke, the brilliant lawyer, saying Oatkin, Judge Oatkin said, prosecutors failed to show the necessary explicit quid pro quo in their indictment against Benjamin, which tracks with legal opinions held by the Second Circuit of Court of Appeals. Um the Second Circuit Court of Appeals is the, the the one court between the trial court and the United States Court of Appeals. The Second Circuit is the one that controls New York. And 
the rule from the Second Circuit is there has to be proof of an express promise that is necessary when the payments are made in the form of campaign contributions. So there has to be a promise that the politician is going to do something, um, and if they do that thing, whatever it is, they're now going to get a bunch of money into their campaign. That you cannot do. And what the judge is saying here in this particular case is that um, in their indictment, they did not flesh that out, that there was that quid pro quo. So it's a big win for my friend Barry Burke. Um, And, you know, it's a big win for all of us because when the government and the government prosecutors overextend themselves and uh, try to make a case, whether it's for publicity purposes or uh, let's just or they just make a mistake. um, It's wonderful that a judge has the chutzpah to stand up and and acknowledge that, listen, your indictment doesn't follow the law. And, uh, you know, I'm going to rule that way and throw these cases out. The whole case is not out. He just threw the charges out. But there are there are other charges, but they seem to be much less daunting for him. Um, one other co- subject I want to cover, which is a, a headline in the, in the Daily News today, which is very upsetting. Anti-Semitic hate crimes in New York City are on the rise. NYPD stats show. And they're up like 125%. The five boroughs had 45 anti-Semitic crimes in November compared to 20 in November of 2021. Um, you know, there's this Kanye West stuff. There's Kyrie Irving stuff. Um, it is just, it, it, it's so upsetting to me. You know, I was very fortunate. Saturday night I was at Russo's on the Bay, and I got a uh, received an award from the Salam Club of New York, which is a Arab-American uh, Middle Eastern club. All they do is raise money for good things. Now they're raising money, for, and they handed money to the Bay Ridge Center for Older Adults. But, you know, the, the, the basically essence of my speech was that, you know, when I was in grammar school uh, back in the early 70s, the kids who sat, who sat to the right of me, his name was Israel Wasserstein, clearly a Jewish boy. And the kid who sat to the left of me, who I was super close with, was Mohammed Rabah. And we all played Starsky and Hutch together and Dukes of Hazard together. And we all got along swimmingly, really as best buddies, because we were kids and nobody knew about anyone's religion or beliefs or any other political crap. And um, there's no there's no place for anti-Semitism or anti-fill-in-the-blank. And why it's going up, I have no idea. I offered my friend Nets tickets uh, for this for, for yesterday. Because I couldn't make it. And uh, he said to me, thanks, Art. I really appreciate it. But I'm not going to go to any Nets game while Kyrie Irving is on the team. Um, And I understand him being offended, even though Kyrie kind of apologized. But, you know, let's lower the temperature. Um, We're going to raise the temperature here on a Monday afternoon or Monday evening, I should say. We're going to have Jerry Crowley come in and we're going to have Matt Borzy come in, the voice you hear all the time. And we're going to have a little fun. We're going to talk a little about the radio and the making of the radio. You'll figure out how the sausage is made. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We all want to remain at home as we age, but sometimes we need a little help. 
For over 100 years, River Spring Living's mission of care has supported the health and well-being of older New Yorkers living in the community and on our Riverdale campus through managed care, home care, senior care, senior residences, rehabilitation services, and nationally acclaimed Hebrew home at Riverdale. For a free consultation with River Spring Licensed Home Care Services, call 833-50-RIVER or go to riverspringliving.org. Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Ask you something. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or a rehab center? I sincerely hope not, but it's always in the realm of possibilities. Do you know that the cost of a nursing home is $500 a day? That's right, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay for the medical and facility expenses? Don't panic. Just call our friends at Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. These attorneys really know their stuff. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They will tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news. What should you do? You should call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer today, right now. Call 718-238-6500. Their offices are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. 718-238-6500. It's never too late. The time to act is now. And trust me, folks, after you speak to one of the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. I don't, I don't like anyone in my office calling me the boss, but in my law office. But, you know, when you're at AM 970, the answer, everyone refers to Jerry Crowley as the boss. Now, he wants to know, like, why, why am I, why did I ask him to come on today? Well, first of all, to catch him in person, it's like catching a leprechaun. Uh, but second of all, it was a year ago, like right now, I think it was like this week, that you gave me a call and said... Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have, originally it was the five o'clock hour open and then things changed and it became the six o'clock hour open. And, you know, do you want to do this radio show every day? And, you know, it's, it's a daunting task. It wasn't doing the radio show part is, is great. It's, you know, how it pulls me in a couple of different directions and on the professional life and on the home life. Um, I have zero, zero, zero regrets. Um, but you know, when I was thinking like, what was a year ago like, um, I was thinking of that phone call from Mr. Crowley, and um, here we are, basically almost a year later, and on the air with you right now is a legend in the industry, J. 
Jerry Crowley, whose phone is ringing. Uh, I hope you get the phone ring because I want you to show how important he is. Like, in other words, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He could be on Jimmy Fallon's show or he could be on uh, 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 Bob Hope's show because he's almost that old. Uh, so, well, that's true. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Crowley, yeah. you know, a year later, how many, how much regrets do you have that uh, we got the 6 well, o'clock hour I, I here? Me, what, Sam Bolin. You are one of the bright spots in my life. And I'll tell you oh. why. Not just not just because I like you. Actually, because I love you and admire what you do. But I think radio has gotten into a trench. And the trench is uh, guys like me who run radio stations look to see where the money is. And when you look so hard to see where the money is, it kind of blinds you as to how you can handle the media you're running. So that folks on the right of the political spectrum tend to focus on uh, as I call it, um, content a little to the right of Attila the Hun. But, and, and that's fine because it's what we believe in. But when you have that all-day, all-night Marianne, it gets a little boring a little, uh, and, and tunes out uh, people who could be listening otherwise for what originally radio was, which was what? An information source. So I think that the reason I asked you to come along, and it only took you five years to say yes. <laughs> now I know why. Yeah. Is because you bring content to the radio that you ain't going to find elsewhere in the biggest city in the world. Think about it for a minute. It's the biggest city in the world. Uh, certainly in the Western Hemisphere. Where can you find the content that you deliver in an entertaining way as a lawyer? Well, and, you can't and find it, Arthur. The funny part is, though, Mr. Crowley, and you had a tremendous influence on me and, and my thoughts on radio when I didn't even know who you were, because I don't think it's a secret. You used to run WOR Radio. Right. And I used to have a blast listening to the likes of Arthur, Sh Arthur Schwartz. He was on the cooking show, right? Yep. Joan Hamburg. And they were on the middle of the day. This wasn't like Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m., it was a daily show. Joan Hamburg was a daily show, talking about things about New York, the restaurants and. And yes, of course, then you had Bob Grant doing his politics and anyone else along the way. But he always had an, an information on fun morning show. But it, it, it would it would be something different. Now, I just read an article that's saying the reason why people are making money in radio is it's more like a relay race. They want the owners of big radio stations. They basically want the same messaging all day long. And one guy just hands off to the baton to the next person, the next person, the next person. Whereas in the height of when you were running the other station, it was totally different. You were talking about cooking and then we're talking about Broadway shows and then we're talking about politics. So all these years later, Mr. Crowley, you know, what give me a, a state of the union of New York AM talk radio. Well, uh, that, that's a, uh, boy, is that a loaded question? Um, and <laughs> well, if it's not I, that loaded. I mean, you've been, it's your career. It's what you've done for uh, X amount of uh, years That's now. why he's a top uh, attorney. Why would you like to have him uh, drilling you on the, on the stand? It's Matthew. a simple question, well, Your Honor. You. Your Honor, yeah. I would ask you. So, so, the, so here's what I think. I think question. that, I think the more the, um, uh, the, the nature of the content that, the operators are going to want to go in one direction because that's what attracts those certain listeners. I think the more that you make the environment around that entertaining where you can draw in people who have heard the same message over and over again, uh, where you can make it more interesting, the, the station, the operator, 
uh, the cluster will be, will come out better. And again, I think we take the easy way out when we just say, oh, let's pop on another uh, political talking show. So I'm not sure I get agreement on that across the board, but my company thinks you do a great show. And I got socks. And, and, I, I obviously I, I got a nice little and, present from the head of the company, so I'm very happy. And so I did with you what's called breaking format. We broke format. It's been just what you said, one political show after another. And Salem, I think, does it better than anybody because we believe in the Salem uh, viewpoint, their moral compass, and how they approach things. It's an amazing company. They care more about the political horizon and more about saving souls on the Christian side, the other station in this cluster. So that's very unusual, Arthur. But to allow me to break format, and it wasn't easy. Um, I'm aware. (laughs) I'm aware. But but what made it work is you are a big name. You're a big deal. And you're not arrogant and you're not puffed up. And you're the real world. And and that's appealing to people. I I also want to tell you one thing that made it, talk about breaking format. And I say this with all sincerity because there was some issues in the the beginning. What time slot was I going to be in, and who I, who was I going to be immediately thereafter? The fact that John Katzimatini's show is right before me is wonderful because he's not actually all politics all the time. He'll vary into what they sang to Margot the other night. I, I wrote you there. He I was sitting next to Margot. Okay, right. I, the Queen of New York. By the way, uh, he he's an eclectic mind. His mind as a business fellow is eclectic. Your mind as a lawyer and broadcaster is eclectic. So I think that's the similarity and that block we have. And then we lead into McCullough, who does a different theme every night. That's great radio. Right. No, I, but, I but agree. you bring some. Let me a little smoke at you okay. on your anniversary. All right. You bring <laughs> something to the airways that doesn't exist in the biggest city in America right now. And that's why we're proud to have you here. And when you get in the New York Times or the New York Post every week, we love that. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't hurt. Uh, and, just and, to let you know the power of radio, I went in on Saturday, I think it was, to the guy in, in Bay Ridge who uh, I've been buying my suits from literally since I'm 12 years old. And at Poly Prep, you had to wear a jacket and tie. Um, and David Haig, and he, he actually, two weeks ago, he knew my birthday was coming up, and he called me in and he gave me a suit. He's like, I am so proud of you. He goes, I've been giving you suits for 40 years. Uh, so I went in on Saturday to thank him and show him some pictures. And he's just a wonderful, his son Sammy's there. And he's, he's outfitting a guy. And the owner, David Haig, says to the stranger, he goes, this is Arthur Idala. And the guy's eyes open up really wide. He goes, oh, wow, I listen to you on the radio oh all the my, time. Don't you love he goes, that? I didn't know what you looked like. He goes, oh, you have a great show. <clears throat> I said, thank you very much. And uh, so, yes, there. That's all guys like myself have to hear. We love that. Yeah, well, I hope Plaza College wants to hear yeah, it. And, and, and the Sullivan wants to listen, hear it. Rhino Shield. Obviously, and Columbus we, Citizens Foundation. Obviously, we do it with a business view in mind. Mm-hmm. You would track advertisers. For my, my own person, um, a personal feeling is you make a better radio station because you're interesting. You're smart. And the other thing is you're serving the public and saving people where they can be saved. Uh, Let me ask you this question, Jerry, because you have been in the industry for so long. How has um, the world of serious satellite radio and now everyone in the planet has their own podcast? There's like 600,000 podcasts. How has that affected plain old terrestrial radio? Yeah, well, I I think that, look, Salem, again, let me say this is unique because we're doing very well. 
Uh, there are other companies in this market that are very large that are rumored to be on the uh, threshold of bankruptcy. Gotcha. Biggest stations we all grew up with, the very biggest. Uh, because We're not talking about WABC. That's Katsimatis. No, he's, no, he's good. WABC. He's good. <laughs> He's got an. They have. He's good. Their bank will keep them going for a long time. But but the big stations in some of the big stations in New York, where someone got the notion to make a large uh, uh, organization out of uh, a couple of mid-sized organizations, and it didn't work. And so it's the same thing has happened across the board. We don't have that problem. That's hurt radio. It's hurt radio, and it's going to have to find itself, and obviously we compete with podcasting. But in some um, way, I, I know it's hurt radio, but it, it's also made, you know, the song Video Killed the Radio Star? It's also made the auditory platform vogue again. In other words, kids yeah, now true. are listening to all these podcasts, so yes. it's not uncool to be just listen, to not have the video aspect of as it. As long as the operator has the guts to put on good programming, and not just programming that draws money. Good programming. You are good programming. Right, well, I'm, that's, trying, I'm trying to draw that's money why you're, That's why you're here. One last question. Uh, two weeks ago, I guess it was, it was a big, big, big deal. 1010 Wins started broadcasting on 92.3 FM. So now you can hear 1010 Wins on the FM dial. What does Jerry Crowley have to say well, about that? Well, they have had uh, multiple channels over the years that you can listen to them to. Uh, I think they're preparing for some sort of a sell-off, and I would imagine that the FM will become the all-news channel, and uh, who knows what happens to the AM. So it's a, it's a money thing, Arthur, um, and I think it's um, what I really think it's a tragedy. If, not tragedy is the wrong word. You're witnessing a, a change in and terrestrial radio. I'm not sure it's good. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm going to do everything I can, Mr. Crowley, to keep it as good as I can here at AM 970. The answer, thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, and, you know, when you wished me a happy birthday, you were very brilliant to thank my wife because she's the one who tolerates me maybe not being home for dinner as much as I should be. So I obviously thank her as well. But this has been fun. And hanging out with Sam Bellino was always a blast. You've taken care of Joni. Alex is skating around the place. Uh, here's what I'll, t I'll tell you, your audience, this. The plans we have for you, the sky is the limit. You'll see it next year, folks. Wow. All right. Uh, and some breaking news here on AM 970. The answer. We're going to come back with the voice you hear on AM 970 all the time, Matt Borzi. Come back to the ultimate rock Christmas tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra Live. In concert Tuesday, December 27th, two shows at Prudential Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is the ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSL and more. Produced by Metamorphic Concerts. And now, for a limited time only, WMCA is giving away four sets of tickets to this must-see show. You can enter online at WMCA.com by clicking on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra banner. Enter to win now. How will the markets respond now that the jobs report from last Friday and the Fed statement last Wednesday have been combined? Hillary Kramer will be with us at 7 o'clock tonight on Radio Night Live's Money Night to break it all down. Plus, tips, tips, and more tips. That's tonight at 7 on Radio Night Live. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours because no other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit Tour. Dot com.
Well, we have been talking so much about Plaza College and their court reporting program, and the response has been overwhelming. So Plaza College now wants us to tell you a little bit more. They have been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Now, do you hear that beautiful voice? I mean, it's the kind of voice that just soothes you, makes you feel great about yourself, about life. You hear that, that voice all day long here at the beginning of my show, the middle of my show. You hear it on AM 970 throughout the day. It's just, it's just a wonderful voice. Don't you want to know something about the boys? You know, you hear about Sam Bellino, you hear about Joni, you hear about Alex Garrett and Sibelia. And I drop Boise's name on a regular basis, but you never actually hear from him. And you know why? Because he says he doesn't know how to speak. He only knows how to read scripts. But we're going to try to break that mold right now because, uh, sadly, uh, Matt, uh, Matt is deciding to... Uh, I don't know. Are you going to relax a little bit? What, what's your plan? I'm you going to relax for a little while. A little. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take some of my uh, hard-earned cash and uh, upgrade my studio and maybe do some work on, on At the home. side. At uh, home. Yeah. All right. So the welcome side. to the show, Matt Borzi. I think you recognize that voice. All right. Let's do a little uh, cross-examination okay. here. Uh, where, where were you born? Where did you grow up? I'm from Cleveland. Wow. Born in Cleveland, moved back uh, moved back to the East Coast uh, back in 65. Okay. I was a ripe old age of uh, nine years old. Okay, so you were born in Cleveland, but you kind of were raised over in what, what, what neck of the woods here on the East Coast? Uh, I'm in. I live been living in Bergen County. Oh, since where the rich 1965. Are. Okay, yeah, since all right. He's a Jersey boy. Grew up in a town called Rivervale. Rivervale, Simbill. You ever hear of Rivervale? Uh, no, I no, not. not either. You know, I've heard okay. of Riverdale and Me the Me too, in Bronx. You know, oh, no. yeah, they they get that confused. All yeah. right, and uh, you know, how did how did this whole this world of radio enter into your existence? My dad was uh, a a big time. I called him a big time advertising producer. So I was bit by the bug, like during I, the Mad Men era. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Because. Started out in Ohio and uh, landed some gigs out here in New York. So we moved the entire family out here, 
Um, what I would go on set with him a couple of times uh, a year to go ahead and see how everything is done, like how, how you, you talk about, uh, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, and I grew up, I have, I have an older brother, I have a younger brother, I got twin sisters, and we are all kind of, I would say, creative people. But I really liked what my dad did, so I actually started to work for him uh, once I got uh, graduated from high school. And what kind of stuff were you doing right out of the box? Well, no, no. I was learning. I was learning uh, how to go ahead and be a producer. How to go ahead and take a look at scripts. How to take a look at storyboards, and you know, try and figure out how to go ahead and put things together. And then I was tasked to go ahead and uh, do casting for some of our clients. So I became a casting director. I actually, my first advertising agency job was as the casting director and also... So you'd have to, what, find the people yeah. to be on the actual oh, sure, commercials? Yeah. I'd call up agents. I'd go ahead and introduce myself and uh, tell them what my wants and needs were. And, and they'd send TV me people. commercials, a radio TV commercials? and radio, TV okay. and radio commercials. So I became a casting director. And then, of course, uh, as a producer, I would go ahead and, uh, you know, bring all those people together. And sometimes what we need to do, especially for the TV end of things, we need to go ahead and put together scratch tracks so I used to record scratch tracks for the advertising agency, and it got to the point where some of the clients would say, "Why do we need a, Why do we need uh, somebody? That guy's got a great voice. Why don't we just go ahead and use him?" So is that how it started? So that's how it started. Wow! And, and I did go to. I went to. I, I attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts because I oh, essentially Amda. Wanted, that's I a wanted, big one. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and be an actor. But uh, there, I, before I, the grace I, of God, yeah, go I. I I I didn't have the stick-to-itiveness. That one needs to see go the ahead. reason why yeah. I didn't want to become an actor. I went to SUNY Purchase to ah. go to oh, sure. acting. It's a big acting school. Yeah. Wesley Snipes and yeah. Stanley Tucci and a ton of. I people used to go up there that. all the time up to Purchase. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, what I didn't want but to for do other reasons. Right? Oh, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> what I didn't want to do it was I didn't want to say, "Would you like mashed potatoes, French fries, or rice with your order?" Because anytime you want to be an actor, you got to be a waiter somewhere. Yeah, start in, somewhere. In, yeah. Yeah. in the mix, yeah. right? They're all yeah. they're all, and you can usually tell the waiters that want to be actors. They're really good looking people. Yeah. Um, so, so you didn't even have to audition. Uh, you were, you were, uh, you In were some instant, discovered. At well, some point. the funny thing was is that the first gig that I auditioned for as a union member, okay, that was I was up against the likes of a Jackson. I was up against Jackson Beck. I don't know if you're familiar with Jackson. I don't Beck. know. You see, Melina, you know Jackson. Beck? No, no. Jack no. Jackson Beck was the guy who took over the role of, in this case, Brutus, formerly known as Bluto. In Popeye? And, and Popeye. Oh, okay. So in the, uh, the, 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 like the late 50s, early 60s, he was the voice of Bluto, okay. or in this case, Brutus. And in the industry, he was very well known. So I beat him out for a gig. Wow. Which turned out to, which turned out was a radio thing for, of all places, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Okay. So Dunkin' Donuts was my first really union paying gig. And that was with AFTRA. Now, it, now they wanted to do some TV, so I wasn't a member of the Screen say. Actors Guild, but they were able to go ahead and get me what's called a waiver, and uh, I was able to do the TV version. So you've done as a well. lot of you've done you've done a lot of voiceovers. Uh, I've done some voiceovers. I've done some prestigious things back in the day when I was working at an advertising agency. Because and know, so then, when did you jump over to the world of radio? Uh, I went to a broadcasting school, which actually got me involved in the whole thing about broadcasting, period, whether it be advertising or radio. Mm. But I wanted to you know, work in radio. I had a radio gig at a station out in Jersey 
uh, people might remember it, Jukebox Radio, which was uh, an FM big band radio station in the heart of Bergen County. And the whole idea was is that Bergen County was the birthplace of FM radio because they have that big antenna out in Alpine that was... Uh, 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 put put foot out there. All I know about uh, Alpine yeah, is yeah, that's man. where all the rich basketball players oh, yeah. live. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all I know about Colonel Alpine. Colonel Armstrong, who's the guy who invented FM. So we made a big deal out of that. Okay, but there that's a go. radio station that uh, just had learned a, something on AM had, nine seventy. Yeah. The answer: Colonel yeah. Armstrong invented FM radio yeah. and and uh, gave it away to to the U.S. Army back in. Well, uh, it's the right the thing day. to do. Yeah. Right? but uh, so I I worked at that radio station. Spinning CDs of big band music. So that was CDs. My, CDs. Yes, we were doing CDs. So this is in the eighties. This was in the eighties. This okay. was in, um, yeah, it was in the eighties exactly. All right. Yeah. And then, how did you wind up here at AM and the, the World of Salem? Well, I I went. I was working in advertising. I was on the beach, and I said to myself, you know, I want to go ahead and uh, do certain things. I wanted like to go back into radio. So I went back to the broadcast school that I graduated from. And took some refresher courses because I wanted to go ahead and be a little bit more hands-on when it came to the production end of radio. Okay. Then they asked me if I would like to go ahead and teach. So I taught with them. I was with them for 10 years. And during that time, I had heard about a position here at WMCA, at Salem Media, from one of my former students. So he told me of the opening for the production director job, which I didn't get. Ah. But I worked on the boards and did overnights and all kinds of other things until such time as the production director that they did have was Same. let go. Okay. And then they hired me on a So how long have you been, how long have you been the white the voice of AM nine seven? This is uh, sixteen and a half years. You've been the voice. Yeah. And you're leaving. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. Okay. I'm leaving. It's All retirement right. time for me. All right, you're you're yep. allowed. Yep. What has been the most challenging challenging part of this uh part of your career? <sighs> Here, coming back to New York, to tell you the truth. The city, just to Yeah, coming back. Itself. Yeah, well, I worked in the city for many, many years. I've been working since I was 13 years old. So when I came back to New York after being working 15 minutes from my house and then my commute became an hour and a half, I couldn't sleep any later, and I'm staying here till the sun goes down. And, of course, this is another reason my wife is... Wants me home, so she does. She must I'm, like you. Yeah. Well, All right. I Sam Bowen and I, I always want us out of the house. You're yeah, exactly. You in. That's so. good for you. So I want to thank the audience for listening to first off the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And you wrote that yourself. Well, with your help. Yeah, I yeah, know. You but gave you me know, all you, the information. But you, but you, you plugged it all in yeah, there. And yeah. I mean, you're, Do, We have to credit Matt for the quintessential the New Yorker. The quintessential New Yorker. Yeah, no, he's, see, he, listen, you've been great. And, <laughs> and I, I always throw your name around the show. And uh, you're the consummate professional. And you've always helped me with any little thing that I've asked for. And, and I don't know if anyone else is allowed to say this, but I am. I mean, it's a huge loss that you're leaving here. Um, your, your professionalism is uh, through the roof, and, I mean, you're a credit to, the, the, oh, to, I'm to gonna radio in general. I'm going to take, I re really appreciate that. I'm going to take a little bit of a rest, a little couple of trips, because the wife loves to travel, as do I. That's good. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, the shingle will go back out again, and, you know, I'll do some As side, long as the shingle goes out stuff. and not it, don't get yeah. the shingles. The shingles <laughs> is not a good thing that you want to get. But, uh, no, Matt, all kidding aside, on, on behalf of all of us, uh, Thank you. I, you know, when I knew I had a little time today, I said, I, I don't know. When is your last day? It's, 
Uh, Friday the 16th. All right. So whatever it is, a couple yeah. of work days away. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we got on. I mean, I think people all over the radio should know who you are. Well, thank you, Arthur. And... I want to thank my boss over there, there yeah, Matt Sambolin. And uh, your previous guest, what's his name? Jerry uh, that Crowley. Guy, Crowley. That guy, guy yeah, Crowley guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, yeah, as I said, you've been a, a tremendous uh, treasure to all of Appreciate radio, it, not Arthur. just AM 970. It has and, been a pleasure. Really and has. you enjoy some trips and then go back and do some radio I will. And, and impress all of us. It'll cost you. All right, that's all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Matt Borzi here. He's been the voice on AM 970 The Answer for uh, getting close to two decades there, pal. Uh, we appreciate having you on, Matt. Thank you very much, and we wish you all the best. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for the last segment of the show. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. My Pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The My Pillow per kale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The My Pillow per kale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The My Pillow per kale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per kale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it! There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. AM 9-7, the answer. Come back to the ultimate rock Christmas tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra Live. In concert Tuesday, December 27th, two shows at Prudential Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Ghost of Christmas Eve, The Best of TSL and More, produced by Metamorphic Concerts. And now for a limited time only, AM970 The Answer's giving away four sets of tickets to this must-see show. Enter at AM970TheAnswer.com and click on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra banner. Enter to win now. 
in an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Google Dolls, John Resnick, who turns 56 today. And you told me he was on my list. Why don't you tell the listeners, since we're talking about how the sausage is made today, what, what my list is. Well, you know. Okay, give him a little background. Go ahead. You can take a minute. Thankfully, thankfully, when um, I was told I would be a part of this program, Arthur helped me out immensely by putting together a huge list of like five, six pages worth of various artists. He didn't pick any songs. Uh, but he just told me to pick some artists, and uh, music's up to me, and it, so that's what I, how it is. What I did was, uh, one night I worked late in my office when we knew this was actually happening, and I know how big music is to all of these shows. So I sat there, and I went through my own personal library, like not the Apple Music Library, but the one that's on my phone. That really, and some young people may not understand this, but... A lot of that library has to do with CDs that I had. Right. The CDs are usually copies of, or I got from cassette tapes that I had. The cassette tapes are from the albums. That is, so all <laughs> kidding aside, in the 70s and 80s, until like 87, uh, I used to buy albums. And then uh, I would take those albums and put them on cassette tapes. So then you could put them in your car. Or the Walkman, or get around with them. And were you like a member of like Columbia House? I did. I did that. I banged that out a couple times. (laughs) Yep. To, to, but I didn't have a lot of um, pre-recorded cassette tapes. I had a lot of albums, and then I would just buy blank cassette tapes, and I would make mixes. And you don't even know this, but like the whole thing when you're making a mixed cassette tape is the timing, so that it ends. Basically, when there's like no time left on the cassette. Right. Yeah. And then if it has the automatic rewind, which was a big feature that eventually came out on cassette tapes, it flips to the other side and you start a whole brand new song. Um, and then I went from CDs and then basically that's when the laptop came out. Mm-hmm. And then you would take your CDs and you'd burn them onto your laptop. Yeah. And I then eventually of- the, the laptop then went up to the cloud and then the cloud went into your phone and now you have all these Yeah, songs. I still have big binders full of CDs. Like those yeah, books. I have a whole cabinet full of them in my house. Like I, I still feel weird about throwing them out. How about all the people throw out their albums right. when you paid $3.99 and now you go into uh, I, Barnes & Noble's has albums and they're like $29. But uh, so I went I, one night. I was like, "All right, this radio show's really happening." I think it was the week before Christmas and New Year or something like that. I think our first show was January tenth. Yes, so correct. It was somewhere around there. Um, and I just went through 
all the bands. And I think if you look, a lot of what I sent you is like in alphabetical order. Yes, it is in alphabetical order. And it's all just handwritten, just my notes. You know, the Almond Brothers you band, the Ovid Brothers, yeah, right? The highlighted, highlighted the ones. You I highlighted really the like. real special ones. And you've done a, a really great job Thank doing you. that. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit about a, a one more serious topic before we go. Um, this was in the in the the paper uh, like earlier today, and I'm not happy about it. But quote the big Apple saw a jump in murders last month compared to November 2021, even as shootings were down and gun busts were up, according to preliminary NYPD statistics. Police reported 30 homicides in the city during November, up from 25 during the same month in 2021. Um, a review of the seven major crime categories shows increases in three other areas, too. Felony assaults, so that's really bad, were up 1,957. Um, or three, uh, from, it was up, up 3%. Let me just leave it at that. It went from 1957 to 2016. That was how many there was. That That's not fun. Robberies went from 1439 to 1491. That also up 3.6%. 3, 3. And car thefts um, jumped from 1034 to 1131.9%. Now, I, I, nobody wants to get their car stolen, especially me, who's a car guy. But let me tell you, from an emotional point of view, there is a big difference between you coming out in the morning and your car not being there and a robbery with someone putting a gun or a knife in your face and trying to take whatever you have, or felony assaults, um, where you know that means that there's either a weapon used or the injury was so high that it's a felony assault as opposed to a misdemeanor assault. That's not cool. I mean, I look, I have one thing on me that, and I don't have it on me today, that I will later, that's meaningful to me, and that's my, my watch given to me by Angela Morelli, who was... Call him my uncle. He's not really my uncle. He was really one of my closest friends. He gave it to me for my 40th birthday. It was his watch that he gave to me for his 40th birthday. That's if some guy came over to me and said, you know, give me with a weapon, said, give me your stuff, I, I would give him everything. I would take one for all my clothes, I give him my underwear, whatever he wants. The only thing I would be upset about is the watch. So the so I do often um either if I'm leaving the office late, I'll just leave the off the watch in the office locked up. Um, or sometimes, like when I went to the Alexandra's fundraiser party, um, and I got off the subway in Washington Heights at 8 o'clock, 8.30 at night in the pitch dark, I was like, yeah, this, I'm not feeling too comfortable here. I took the watch off, and I don't know, I tried to hide it somewhere in my coat just in case if someone tried to rob me, I, I had it covered. Um, I've had that feeling for like two years now. I was, I was right I guess maybe, I don't remember, the pandemic messes you up, whether it was 2019, 2020. Um, and, you know, this, th those numbers going up, that's, that's, that's not a good thing. Now, we spoke on Friday that the police commissioner, she moved a lot of people around, including the chief. There's a new chief of department, which is basically the second in command. Uh, he's the highest ranking um, uniformed officer, and he runs the department, really. Uh, Frank Sedio says he knows him, and he says he's a great guy, and he's going to be a great head of department. That's very, very, very important. Um, the statistics that came out today also show a dip um, in some major categories. Rapes were down from 128 in November 2021 to 110 last month. The reason why I don't put a lot of stock in that particular statistic is because a lot of rapes go unreported. Um, but <clears throat> that's a, a good drop. 
Burglaries dropped from 1310 to 1231, down 6%. Nobody wants your to come home and have your house ransacked. A burglary means they came into your house or your dwelling or, or even a place of business. By They came in by force, meaning they opened the, the, the door or something along those lines, but you weren't there. There was no personal robbing. That's the difference between a burglary and a robbery. A robbery is you're robbing the person. A burglary is you're robbing a, a, uh, a, a, a location. Um, and grand larcenies are down 5.5. Again, grand larcenies, the difference between a grand larceny and a robbery is a grand larceny is there's a theft without force. Um, and a lot of the grand larcenies now, it's over $1,000 becomes a grand larceny as opposed to a larceny. And all so many of these phones now and so much technology is over $1,000. So if someone picks your pocket and it's your iPhone and it costs 1000 bucks, the DA's office can charge you or the... Or the um, NYPD can charge you with a grand larceny. Overall, the November numbers show an overall drop of 1.2% in the seven major crimes. Uh, look, it's a this is a crucial time of year. Uh, people need to feel safe. It has a direct impact on the economy. You know, do you feel comfortable going to a Broadway show? Do you feel comfortable taking your family to Manhattan? Do you feel comfortable going to see the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? Do tourists feel comfortable coming in? You know, it's a it's it's as Joe Hines said when he ran for um, attorney general of the state of New York in 1994, if we don't fight crime, the other fights don't matter. And the truth is, if the streets are, are perfectly clean, uh, thanks to the Department of Sanitation, if any fire that pops up, it gets out immediately, thanks to the FDNY. Um, but people feel like if they go out, they're going to get stabbed or robbed, or, or then then they're, they're still not going to go out with clean streets and no fires and... and Everything out, the subway's running perfectly. We need the, and, and traffic, Ooh, traffic is rough. That's another area that we need to conquer. I will tell you, I spoke to um, one of the chief of staffs, to one of the deputy mayors this this morning, and uh, he, is, he is my age. He's a very, very hard worker, and um, he basically told me on a personal level, how hard he's working and how hard his deputy mayor is working and how hard everyone in City Hall is working to make the city the best place it could be. It's going to take a while, um, but I am giving you assurance from someone who I know and I trust, and I trust their the words that come out of their mouth, that inside City Hall, uh, a lot of work is being done. Is it the perfect work? Is it the right work? That I don't know, but no one's sleeping on the job. Everyone is 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 really doing the best that they can under the circumstance to keep the city the greatest city in the world. I want to thank Jerry Crowley for joining me today. I want to thank Matt Borzy for joining me today. I hope you guys learned a little bit about radio. I hope we showed a little appreciation to Matt Borzy, who's leaving. Sam Bellino, let's go head over to uh, give myself an award. How about that? that? Sounds good. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll have a little update on the Brooklyn Bar Association Awards tonight. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.